Hello and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where two fans and two non-fans talk about controversial and noteworthy comic books. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. We're back with more Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel will never end. Captain <laughs> Marvel issue, that's all we're going to come from now on. Uh, but when we talk about Captain Marvel... We forgot the most important Captain Marvel of all. The first? The one that's no longer even called Captain Marvel anymore, but <laughs> yes. he was the first. So we talked about Captain Marvel a little, or if you've seen the Device of Issues YouTube series on the history of Captain Marvel, you should know who we're talking about. We're talking about Shazam. So yes. we won't get into all the legal stuff, because we've talked about that enough, I think. But basically, DC bought out an indie, not indie, but a, a company called Fawcett Comics that had Captain Marvel, and eventually they were du- they were sick of fighting over it, so they're like, fine, it's Shazam. Yeah. And in this book, they don't ever call him Captain Marvel, they don't mention the word Marvel, and in the movie that just came out, one of the reasons why we're doing it, he's just called Shazam. And the movie, based on the trailers at least, it looks like it's very inspired from this particular rendition. So yeah, I... I didn't know this movie was even coming out, really. <laughs> and then I saw a trailer after reading this, and I'm like, oh, it's every scene from this comic. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. this book. I did the exact same thing as Bill. Well, I knew this movie was coming out, though, but I didn't watch any of the trailers. And then I read this. I was interested in seeing It's like, oh, what are they going to do for the movie? And then as I was watching it, I'm like, it is like almost beat for beat this comic so i was like oh i guess i've seen the movie (laughs) so we are going to be covering the jeff johns and gary frank like backup origin story in uh from his justice league book. backup origin story so so what the thing that i want to point out is jeff johns had a justice league run that is not good wait wait so we have to clarify (laughs) we have to go further back (laughs) okay so uh we did one jeff johns book so far flashpoint Uh. flashpoint is not good but usually jeff johns is like one of my favorite writers if not my favorite comic book. Yeah, so that's the thing. Jeff Johns is one of the best comic writers to ever exist. The problem is there was an era where he sucked. For, he, it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't think he purposely sucked. He just didn't give a fuck for a long time. <laughs> purposely like, sucked. I, well, well, okay, so what Jeff Johns is really, really good at is he takes, like, dead franchises or, like, characters that haven't been around in, like, a while, and he reinvigorates so, them. So, slice fetish. Yeah, but he reinvigorates them where not so much like the dramatic reimagining, but what he does is he reincorporates and recontextualizes a lot of like their original elements. Mm. So and almost and like everything, like even the most minor stuff, like we'll get into it by the end of this story. Yeah. Mm. So he brings back like everything. And but usually in a way where it's like, here's like the reason why, like he'll explain like gimmicks and stuff like that. Some people find it really obnoxious i eat that shit up mm-hmm. <laughs> me too obviously and i just yeah on the cover of this this is a trade we're, we're reading the trade because it was collected in the just league uh, series and it says yes. on the trade this might be the best most consistently enjoyable story johns has told it's the superman story with gary frank uh that is not really a compliment because uh, that was like <laughs> his last good book until he did shazam because uh when he did justice league if you ever read justice like we talk about flashpoint with shit but if you read uh, jeff john's justice league it's like if you found out uh, Christopher Nolan directed the Transformers films. Like Ooh, <laughs> yeah. he did not yeah. give a fuck about those books. Yeah. It really feels like he wrote those books just as an excuse to write Shazam as a backup. Like DC said, it, we yeah, were... it really, really feels that way. Yes. So one of the things that because Jeff Johns is always like reinvigorating franchises, when he's put on like a very popular or existing franchise that like doesn't need that shot in the arm. He doesn't always, like, know what to do, and it kind of spins its wheels a little bit sometimes, and, like, his Justice League is, like, the perfect example of that. But at the end of a lot of Justice League issues, they had a backup story, which, like, 
like in the Silver Age, it was like a second story in the book that was usually only a few pages long, and it knocked the price of the book up a dollar. And even when the book Justice League was terrible, the Shazam backups were still, like, super good. And I remember talking to Joe, because Joe is a huge Shazam fan. Wait, hold on. What do you mean he, by Shazam backups? So there was the Justice League book. Yeah, that he was on, yeah. Yeah, then the story would end after, like, 22 pages, and then there'd be an extra 5 to 10 pages of this book. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so this the reason why when we go through it, it's not going to be broken up by issues by issues. It's because it's lots of mini vignettes that were really just one long ongoing wow, story. Wow, I feel like yeah. that would be kind of confusing to read because this this is a pretty, like, long, extensive story that all flows yeah. from beginning yeah. to it's end. It's so long. Yeah, and yeah. I, I can't imagine so, reading five pages at a time. I, I really feel because uh, no one no one in DC or in mainstream for a long time, because Shazam used to be a big major character in the 40s, but, mm-hmm. like, who knows him now nowadays? Yeah. But, and actually, interesting enough the reason why like anybody cares about shazam is jerry ordway brought him back in the 90s but him and his counterpart black adam didn't really become like mainstays of the universe until jeff johns incorporated them into his justice society Mm. book. jeff johns is the most definitive like shazam writer like ever yeah because like no one else cared about shazam yeah pretty much (laughs) and then editorial super fucked up the franchise and jeff johns like turned them all into statues to just like put them out of their misery and then when they rebooted he was like okay i'm gonna do this and after he told this book, the characters disappeared for a while until Jeff Johns just relaunched it a couple months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's the one keeping this franchise, like, really going. Okay. And also, uh, Gary Frank is one of the best artists at DC, by the I'm way. I'm a big Gary Frank fan. So he, he was uh, like Peter David with Genesis. <laughs> It's yeah, like the only yeah, exactly. He cares about him. Well, that's yeah. that's where that's the way you get the best Captain Marvel stuff when when one writer gives a shit with Jim Starlin about the original one. Yeah, or whatever. I I did want to comment, Gary Frank. Like this art is really fantastic. Everyone has a yes. lot of personality to them. Everyone's drawn well, and there's like yeah. like all the action scenes flow nicely. And there's not like a point where I'm like this clearly isn't his strength. Yeah. yeah, and and Gary Frank and Jeff Johns have collaborated many times before. They did Superman's Secret Origin, where they like retold Superman's origin, and they also had a, a really successful Superman run. That's one of my favorite runs together. And they did, if you're familiar with the Batman Earth One books, so like Johns and Frank together are a, a team that I think works really, really well together because Johns always gets like the emotional heart of every character, and Gary Frank is really good at drawing faces. It's, it's like Mark Millar and Steve McNiven. If one of them, <laughs> yeah. both of them, pointed away from. That's what I was going to say. They're like the light side universe of that combination. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So we are going to be talking about those Justice League backups. If you go and buy like a Shazam trade, it's probably going to be this one. Is that what it's called? Like a backup when it's just like a couple pages of like another comic at the end of one comic? Yeah. Okay. I never knew. Nor did I. (laughs) I've been on this podcast for two years and didn't know they had a name. (laughs) So they'll use backups to like push a character that maybe doesn't have an audience yet or try out like a lot of times they'll put like backups in Batman so that like try out new creative teams telling like short stories and stuff like that. It's like a way to put the riskier stuff in a place where people are going to buy Justice League no matter what. Yeah, people are going to buy Batman. That makes sense. Yeah. Adverts for your own stuff. And I I mentioned before that I would talk to Joe about it because when this book was coming out, he was buying Justice League and he'd read it and be like, this is so dumb and bad. And then he would get to the back and be like, this is why I bought it. So he was basically (laughs) spending like $4 a month for like five to ten pages. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds but, like, you know, that sounds like Joe. The two people keeping Shazam around, Jeff Johns and Joe. <laughs> so our story opens and it's about like there's this guy that goes into an elevator and it shows that he's all nice. He gives like a homeless man money. He opens it holds the door for a lady. 
he presses all the elevator buttons that people need press and then suddenly everyone teleports away in like a flash of lightning and when the elevator door opens again he's in like this mystical sanctum yeah like a like ancient temple yeah it's a big like lightning bolt on the ground and there's all these thrones sitting in one room and all of them are empty except there's an old man on one and the old man asks him basically are you worthy he doesn't know what he's saying, and then suddenly, like, lightning zaps him, and he says, No, not you! And it sends this guy away. Mm-hmm. And it's revealed, like, through a, a page where it shows, like, there's someone watching him confess to this on tape, and then there's he's watching, like, all these other people confess to this on tape, that this, this keeps happening. And it's really, it's, this is such a well-done, like, thing, the way they do it, where it's like, like, he says all these people saying, I was back home, I was back in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're all saying... You know, the guy seemed mean. He didn't say his name. He just said Shazam. And then they, a lot of them are saying Shazam. Yeah. And it's like a shittier writer would be like, hmm, this is the fifth person today who said that <laughs> yeah, they yeah. got teleported away and the old man said Shazam. And it's like this in three panels does it really well and is very like just natural as opposed to just like, I will tell you about this thing that is happening. And the thing that I really like about this is the, like all the different people, it's not like one recurring type of person. There's like older women. There's like middle Eastern men. Mm-hmm. There's, you yeah. know, like young it's from kids. all like, it's around the world, type of person. which is like, yep. okay, so this can happen anywhere. And, and then we get this guy, I forget what this doctor's name is. Dr. Savannah. Dr. Savannah. So Dr. Savannah, uh, he is looking, finding out the secret of the Shazam because he believes it can bring magic back to the world. And he want, he's a scientist, and he couldn't bring use science to bring back his family, but he wants to use magic to bring back his family. Yeah. To bring back or cure, I thought it's that... Oh, cure. Yeah, I think that it was cured. they need to be right. cured, and science has failed yeah. them, so he's they like, need a miracle. Got, you gotta yeah. get magic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so I can ask Savannah just to quickly uh, explain. Uh, um, Captain Marvel was originally a Superman ripoff, basically, except with magic instead of, you know, the alien stuff. And mm-hmm. and a little boy into big boy, right? Yeah, little boy into yes. big boy. Like yes. that, little that's boy a pretty big boy. change, I feel like. It's, that, it's a kid big change, that yeah. turns into the superhero. Yeah. That, that yes. was that's his distinction feature, but a lot of things from uh, Superman Echo into Shazam, yeah. including Dr. Savano, who was just like Luthor. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, how did I not uh... see this? <laughs> so he was pretty much just like Luthor, but the reason a bald evil scientist. <laughs> yeah, but but the reason why I really like the way John's like modernized him now, I, I could be wrong. Let us know on our Facebook group or our Discord because I'm not super familiar with a lot of Shazam lore outside of Jeff Johns, mm-hmm. but. He every time I've read Savannah, he's basically just Lex Luthor with lots of wacky gadgets and stuff. But this time, Johns introduces him more as like he's yearning for magic, and he's yeah. almost like turning his back on science. Yeah, yeah. Which separates him from Lex Luthor, where like if he was just a bald mad scientist, like hungry for power, it would be so apparent. But the fact that you guys didn't even think about that shows that they do a pretty decent job at distancing him from that mad scientist angle that he used to have. Yeah, because he starts out being like, I, "We need magic more than anything." Yeah, and not just that. Not like yeah. he's He's not like evil per se. Like he is clearly like a bad guy throughout the story, but he's not the main villainous driving force. Like yes, he's not. Yes. He doesn't like rub his hands together when he sees a kid get hit by a car type of a deal. <laughs> yeah. He explains though that uh, there's the story of the the legend of the Black Adam, which was a he was a slave in ancient Egypt. Or no, it's it, not Egypt. It's it's some mystical land, Kadak. Kandak. Kandak. <laughs> Was he was he in Egypt before the reboot? Like, uh, I, I, feel, well, I feel like the he thing was. is, I feel like, I think he was always in Kandak, but like Kandak is very clearly Egypt. Yeah, it's very clearly <laughs> Egypt inspired. 
And so the Black Adam, as a slave, he walked into the fortress known as the Rock of Eternity. And inside were sorcerers and sorceresses, and they granted him, like, he became their champion. He was given magical power, and he vanquished the Seven Sins. Until yes. he vanished mysteriously, uh, according to the ancient text. That Just when has. the world needed him most, he vanished. Yep. Yeah. Now, a hundred years later. <laughs> yeah, and now, now he's going to look, and he's like, magic exists, and I'll know how to find it. And the guy talking to him is giving him a funny face, like, sure, buddy. <laughs> so then we cut to Philadelphia, and inside of a, like, uh, orphanage, orphanage, right? Yeah. There's Billy Batson, who is... If, He's the Shazam little boy and the big boy. He's the little boy. Yeah. <laughs> and and historically, he's always been like the most like cheesy, oh, gee golly, let's go save the day kind of character. And John's plays with this where like he's looking out the window and he's like, the, the holidays are just hard. He's talking to a potential adoptive. Yeah, uh, first, I'm sorry, Miss Glover. I saw some kids and their parents out there. Their arms are full of presents and they were drinking hot chocolate. Yeah. And he goes, do you like hot chocolate? And they're like, we like it very much, Billy, as like the, the couple's like swooning over this. Yeah. And they're probably on like, it, it's funny because as I was reading this, I'm like, okay, he's very clearly like, he's down on his luck orphan. He doesn't, you know, have a lot of friends and who knows about oh, his And parents. one little, uh, another little like continuity note is normally Billy is a radio like journalist that he would like go to his school club and have a radio show. Mm-hmm. Now he has a podcast about social wow, work. I relate to him. <laughs> <laughs> I am little boy. One day I'll turn into big boy. <laughs> so they they interview with Billy and they're thinking about uh, adopting him into their foster home. And he's really surprised because most people don't usually go for the older kid. But they're like, we'd be happy to just be your parents. And he's like, wow, that's that's great. And then as they're walking out, Billy turns to the, the orphan the woman. Caseworker. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, orphan woman. That's, that's her name, orphan woman. And he goes, what a <laughs> couple of idiots. I was like, oh, we have a, a twist early on here. <laughs> and then she starts pulling him by his collar and saying, quiet, they might hear you. And he's like, man, I wish I was art and adult and now you're a stupid system. And she's like, you better not screw this up. I I'm running a part out of, of your system. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not an adult. <laughs> so Billy's onerous, and he's he's kind of like a problem yeah. child. But there's like there's the heart of gold behind him. But I like this yeah. twist on because this was one of the things where like I thought this was gonna go in the pure direction where you just he's had such yeah. a bad life. Instead, it's like oh okay, like he's he's kind of like a problem child. But it's because yeah. he's had and a bad life. This was a controversial choice when Johns did it. Because a lot of people are like, well, that's like the pure spirit of the character. Like, is is this like the Zack Schneider thing that everybody's edgy? Yeah. But like, they don't make him like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's no. just, and like, he's yeah, 15 he's, he's years not, old. He's not edgy. Yeah. It's just that he's, he's just like, he's a rebellious like kid. You're not sitting there being like, this is so obnoxious. Yeah. You're like... Oh, okay. Like I can see this. This feels he's, real he's more to believable me. this way. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, there's no scene of like splash page of being like, maybe you'll lick my balls, Miss Glover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It shows him grinning at the camera. Or instead, he's just like, I just, I wish I didn't have to live here with you, old lady. Yeah, he's he is still kind of an asshole. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but he's it, not like he's he's not like the like he's not like murdering people. No, no, <laughs> he's just like an asshole teenager, which yeah. is like obnoxious and aggravating to me to just even read. Oh, as a teacher. Just, <laughs> I get too much of this, but I'm like, yeah, he's not that bad. He's, he's just a kid. Yeah, which I enjoyed reading this because I was actually getting flashbacks a bit to, like, Carol Danvers where I'm like, like, I like them being more interesting as characters rather than, like, I'm a flawless, like, yeah. thing yeah. you're supposed to yes. idolize and look up to. And so I'm like, this is interesting because it's like, because these people actually do struggle with conflicts of good and bad rather than, like, yeah. you just got to do the right thing. 
Yeah. yeah. The next day they arrive and he's arguing with the old lady like right outside their house. The caseworker. Yeah, the caseworker. And they open up the door. He, call, he they... calls her an old maid. She calls him a pest. Yeah. He calls, she calls, he calls her prune, prune face. face. Yeah. And this is when she says like, this is, you know, you've already been through four houses. Could you not be a little shit for just like, <laughs> just a little while? In three years, you'll be out of my system and you'll be 18 and I won't have to lose my pension because a kid ran away. Yeah. And, and he wants to play along just because he doesn't want to go deal with her anymore either. So he's like, I'll play yeah. along with these fucking people just because I don't deal with your shit anymore. Caseworker. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all smiles when they bring Billy in. They say like, She's already taken care of his um, – the school's been notified, and he's ready for enrollment. And he goes inside, and he meets the rest of the, the family, and there's, like, five other people there. Yeah, so we have Mary, who's, like, an older girl. Mm-hmm. So these are all adopted – other adopted kids. So there's, like, a big ex- exposition dump where they introduce themselves. Mary's parents are dead. They adopted her. Then there's Freddie, who's handicapped, and he is on crutches. His parents are in jail. There's Pedro, who we don't really learn very <laughs> We don't much get about. a lot about yeah. Pedro other than he's kind of, like, quiet. Yeah, he's he's quiet. There's Eugene, who's really smart. The nerd. And there's Darla, who's like, yeah. And there's Darla, who's like this small, really bubbly, like that character we were talking about before that's just like so good and pure all the time. Yeah, yeah, heart of gold. And they're the other kids that the parents adopted. Yeah. And they're basically like a big, like rambunctious, energetic family. Like Darla grabs on to Billy and goes, I'm Darla. And Mary starts explaining that they have house rules where it's like, put the toilet down if you put it up. There's curfews, they have to do laundry, and uh, dirty dishes are family activities. And everyone's, like, all excited, and they're all following each other, and Billy's just like, family rule? Like, this is lame. Well, he's like, we're not family. We're all yeah. just a bunch of orphans. Yeah, I'm not your brother. He tells that Tina, the youngest one, she's, like, so excited. To- Darla, uh, the youngest one. Darla. Uh, it's because he calls her oh, Tina. He calls her Tina, sorry. Calls her <laughs> <laughs> What's that reference to? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, he he says, uh, you leave me alone, I leave you alone. We're not family, I'm not your brother. None of you are a family. And uh, that makes her start crying. And, she runs and Mary threatens him here, which I was like, that's cool. Because she's like the protective older sister. She's like, yeah. Darla's parents are like, didn't want her and left her here. So like, don't you fucking make her cry, you piece of shit. Yeah. 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 And, and, so, and she said shit, and he's like, I don't give a f-. Billy's like, I don't give a fuck. And she's like, wow, you don't give a fuck about anybody yourself. You're a piece of yeah. shit, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, so, they're so, actually saying, you don't care about anyone other than yourself. Yeah, yeah that's right. not a Valar comic. <laughs> yeah, not a Valar comic. Everyone's, this, this is actually very, uh, this is the most, like, family-oriented uh, comic. We've uh, read so many yeah. shitty comics that we have to specify that people aren't saying, you're a piece <laughs> yeah. of shit. No, no, you're a piece of <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, that is not actual dialogue. And Mary and Freddy have always been Captain Marvel characters. They are, like, part of the Marvel family. But now, like, John's just expands it a little bit more. So now there's, like, the Shazam family just has, like, a couple extra characters of, like, more racial and gender diversity, which yes. is cool. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, like, Freddy and Mary are the white kids, whereas everyone else is some minority. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he, like, Billy's all, he's like, whatever. Like, she even knows me. He pulls out a picture of we presume it's his parents it's like a black and white photo and there's the man looks exactly like he looks like when he comes to jam oh yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking this is just like superman and lois lane sitting next to each other and i'm like is well, it canon Shazam that's their is son superman Shazam is yeah. Superman. yeah so. and they're sitting at a zoo like on a bench next to a tiger so yeah he's just like no one even knows me or understands me anymore yeah. but the one thing i forgot to mention about darla her parents the one of the reasons why she's so sensitive is her parents they're not in jail they're not dead they just don't want they just didn't want her so they just put her up for adoption because mm-hmm. you know and like i really like that they have they're not all orphans with the exact same origin yeah they all ended up in these places because of different circumstances yeah. and i think that that's really interesting and like the diversity of the cast is more than just like you know identity it's they all have different reasons for, like, needing a family. Yeah. 
And then you get this nice page of like, Billy's like rubbing his head and goes, man. And then he looks out the window for a little bit. And then he like grabs his bag and says, I didn't mean to make her cry. And then like lightning flashes in the sky. And there's kind of like an old man's face in the clouds. I just think that's weird. <laughs> yeah. But I like that. He's like, that's weird. <laughs> because that is a sign. Like how we talked about how like Billy, he's not your edgy edgelord asshole. Yeah. Because he's actually saying yeah. like even if he was mean to Darla, he, like he sits there and thinks about it. And it's like, man, like that, that was kind of like. He didn't want to make her cry. Yeah, I agree. The next day, uh, Darla's okay with it. She's like, oh, wake up. We got to go for breakfast. We have to eat together. And uh, and Billy's like, oh, she's not mad at me anymore. She's like, she has a very short-term memory. Well, Eugene, the smart one's like, I think there's something wrong with her short-term memory. And then Mary says (laughs) there's nothing wrong with her. Staying mad is a waste of time. And then you get Billy's stereotypical, like, so is waiting until everyone's waiting breakfast. That's how you go hungry. You got to still go for yourself. Survive. It's not a food Lone in this wolf. world. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so they go to school. And this yeah. is where we learn that Freddy is just like, he like, is this master forger. He's basically like, Bar- he's like, like, a, like Bart Simpson. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. basically like a Bart Simpson character. He forges doctor's notes and like uh, permission slips and stuff. But he's not like so good at it. He gives a guy a doctor's <laughs> note that says he's suffering from endometriosis. So. So the principal asked when he was getting his hysterectomy <laughs> and like he's just like oh sorry whoops so yeah. like you know he's like i think a bart simpson character is a very good way to put yeah. it yeah yeah this is the first big character moment here is when the family's coming out of school billy's still being a dick saying i don't want to hang out with you guys yeah and then some other guys show up and say hey eugene you totally blew the curve today we told you to throw the test and he's like, I like my grades. And then they start, you know, pushing Freddie. Well, he says, like, I have to work hard. You guys are rich. You're just going to inherit all your money. Mm-hmm. You don't have to work hard at all. And they're all, like, blonde, white blonde boys. Yeah, yeah. they're the stereotypical rich kids. And, and Freddie starts mouthing up off them, saying, hey, you guys want to – you can get tests off of me. Or maybe you can get the idiot's, idiot's guide to being rich instead. And they start, uh, like, pushing no, against the No, it's the, the idiot's guide to being an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, you've probably read it in detail since your dad wrote it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, and then they push him up against the wall, and Mary says, leave him alone. Then, they, uh, like, someone grabs her arm and pulls it behind her back. And then Billy comes in, just flies in, and starts wailing on all of them, beating he them all up. He beats the shit out of them. He's like, yeah. no holds barred. He's just punching them in the face. Yeah. Yeah, but he says, yeah, I don't like bullies. Like, like yeah. Captain America. I don't like bullies. And yeah. then, of course, you have the teacher that comes in too late and just sees Billy beating everyone up. So they drag him into the principal's <laughs> office with his dad. And the principal's like, did you know he was, like, kicked out of all these other schools? And that the uh, social worker had to pull everything she had to get him into this school. Uh, just a little, I'm sure this is a nod. Her name is Principal Peach. That's gotta be like a 50s character, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. definitely. It's yeah. gotta yeah. be. <laughs> she's, also, she's also like kind of bitchy. Like, uh, she's like, she's, I'm gonna kick him out of the school. Well, not I just that. Just... It's because the like the rich guy's dad comes in. Yeah. And, he... and she's friends with him. She's friendly with him saying, oh. And oh, he oh. donates all his money apparently to the school. Yeah. So. yeah. so he's like, oh, who's this boy beating up my children? And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, this this won't happen again. And he's like, make sure that I it was doesn't. So, I was so into this because I was like, is Shazam's first big enemy just like <laughs> fucking rich nepotism? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm here for this. The dad of these bullies. Yes. Yeah, so, so everyone everyone assumes that Billy started to fight because the rich kids uh, mm-hmm. have this way over to school. He's an orphan. He's, it's his first day. Yeah. And so this, this kid who's been kicked out of five other schools just shows up and starts punching people yeah. in the face. And the dad is like, uh, no. And then he goes to he goes. This to, part uh, I Billy love gets... so so much as they're walking outside. Billy's like, they started it, and his dad's like, it doesn't matter who started it, Billy. You shouldn't get into fights. And he goes, sometimes you have to. And then he walks over to the rich dad, and he threatens his sons to his face. He says, your brats better stop bothering people, or I'm gonna shove those silver spoons right down their <laughs> yeah, throats. Yeah, I'm like, goddamn, he is very ballsy. And then the, and then the dad uh, in return 
grabs Billy, puts out a fist, and says, I'll beat the shit out of you, kid, you fucking piss my kids. <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, and Billy's dad, uh, adopted dad, Billy's like, foster dad, yeah, grabs him, and he's like, you let him go right now. You're How dare you threaten a kid? Yeah. And the dad's like, keep your vagabonds in their place, and they have a big fight. It's not a big fight. He kind of just throws Billy into his Billy dad, into and they drive off yeah. laughing. <laughs> so they're both on the ground, and Billy's foster dad... Uh, Mr. Vasquez stands up and he's like, you okay? And he goes to offer Billy to help him up. But Billy gets up himself. He's like, I could have handled it myself. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I'm a lone wolf. (laughs) And then we cut to uh, North Baghdad. There's Dr. Savannah's looking for magic for the Black Adam. And then they, they find a door. Dr. Savannah gets struck with lightning and it like zaps into his right eye. eye. So Yeah, so now he like his eye has like a lightning bolt over like Harry Potter. Like he's a, the like boy a, who Yeah, lives. and he's yeah. like, I can and, see magic now. And yeah, he looks like has a very like uh like dazed look on his face. Like uh so he, he, for, 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 like he starts being able to see like magical symbols on the yeah. walls from this point on. So then it cuts back to uh Billy's foster parents talking and he's just like Billy's putting on some kind of act when we met him. Obviously he's got a little more of an edge. Mm-hmm. I tried to talk to him, he barely you know, he barely talked to me. He wouldn't eat his hamburger. They start debating whether they should keep him because um he might not be able to fit in at all mm-hmm. at the rate yeah. he's going. But the thing that I really, really like about that is he's like, you know, you should have seen the look on his face when I tried to help him up. It's like no one had ever done that before. I'm like, I really like that moment because if you look back at the page, Billy looks like pissed off. Yeah. But there's still this like hesitation. And it's such a nice moment where it's like something so simple is just like, let me help you up. Billy like might have never had that before. Yeah. Yeah. And the foster mom's a lot more sympathetic to his cause because she says like both the mom and the dad know what it's like to be moved from foster home to foster home and how like it can get really bad. And the dad also mentions like it's our word against the richest man in Philadelphia. What what can we possibly do? We can't do anything. And then so then it looks like we have Billy in the middle of the night. He starts like packing stuff up into his backpack. So it looks like he's uh, leaving and yeah, Freddy gets up, follows him, follows follows him. him. Yeah. And it finds out Billy isn't just, like, running away. Instead, he goes to the zoo where the tiger is that was taken with the photo of his parents. The tiger from the, bl- yeah, the, the black and white photo. Yeah, and he took the hamburger that the the, his, the foster parents have given him, and he's feeding it to the tiger. And now, I just, I'm just, this is just my, like, Jeff Johns fanboy pedestal, but we get a full-page spread of Billy sitting there talking to the tiger, and... So in the Golden Age and Silver Age, the Marvel family had a, a, a bunch of sidekicks of talking tigers that wore suits and hung out with them. And it's very silly. And obviously, we're not going to see that here. But like, it's just Jeff Johns puts the nod where he's like, Billy has this emotional connection to a tiger, not because of some like bullshit comic book silliness, but because like he went here with his parents. It's one of his only memories of being with his parents. Mm. And the garbage cans at the zoo are the original statues that the Seven Sins were in the Golden Age. These, like, little weird monkey-looking things. Oh. And I'm just like, oh. Like, you know, it's just, like, those little things that even if you're not going to use them, it's cool to just, like, see them. And you're like, I get what you're going for. You're paying, you know, your lip service to, like, the continuity. But you're modernizing Yeah, but you're not it, like, bringing attention to it by being like, oh, I wonder what this statue, why does it look like this? Yeah, yeah. Like, would you guys like this book if he had a talking tiger that wore a suit and a hat and walked around? Probably not. <laughs> Don't judge me. I might. 
they also added um uh in this in this golden age uh, there's a spin-off of Captain Marvel where Hoppy the Marvel Bunny, which is like a cartoon bunny <laughs> who had uh, who has like Captain Marvel powers, and Mary's uh, bunny is called Hoppy. Yeah. yeah. Did you see oh. that the the book that Billy keeps the photo of his parents in has a tiger in a suit? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> when you, like when you mentioned like that, that, I was like, okay, like... that's why. Because when I saw that, I'm like, all right, like sure. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Anything that's weird, I should just assume it has some comic lore behind <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So the tiger roars at Freddy, and then Billy turns around, and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? And uh, Freddy's asking, it's like, why are you talking to these tigers? Why, like, lifted your wallet from you? I saw that you had a photo of that tiger. And Billy's like, you lifted my wallet? My favorite thing is, that earlier, like, they said, like, all the... I think it was the principal that said that all the foster kids are good. I'm like, the parents gotta know that Freddy's kind of, like, a bad <laughs> egg, too. Yeah. Well, they, they were kind of oblivious for Billy for long, until, like, they got to the, yeah. the principal's office. So they're pretty oblivious. Yeah. Also, it could be, like, very subtle, like... As opposed to like getting into fights. So, so this is when like they're talking back and forth a little. Billy's trying to get him to leave him alone, and Freddie's just like, you know, I just wanted to thank you for standing up for me, and like, you know, everyone in the family. We didn't have a chance to tell you before the principal grabbed you, but like, it really meant a lot. Maybe they'll back up. They'll back off us for a while. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean for a while? And he's like, well, they come after us like every day and beat the hell out of us like every day. There's only so much you could do. And Billy's like, I wish we could get back. And he's like, well, I do know where they live. And they have this very mischievous look on them. <laughs> yeah. So cut that Baghdad and Dr. Savannah finds like the mystical passageway into the place where the Black Adam presumably is. And so he says the secret word, Shazam, and lightning strikes. It blows everything up. It like kills all the people around him. And then suddenly you get like this big figure that's in the Shazam clothes, but like wrapped in black and gold. And he's asking, where's the wizard? In a different language. And he, yeah. he's asking him as he's killing all the guys, where's the wizard? Where's the wizard? Uh, Savannah's like, wait, I can understand you. And Black Adam's like, great. And then he kills the other guy saying, he couldn't understand me, so now you talk to me. Uh, yeah. yeah. And this is like, you guys said, like, Savannah's not really like a bad guy. He's just standing here, like, smiling and talking to Black Adam while other guys are, like, burned alive by lightning. Yeah. He's not a good guy. Yeah, where it's like, this guy, Black Adam's the bad guy, where he's like, you don't know yeah. my language, you die. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going on. Billy's trying to break into the rich guy's car. But the, the alarm goes off. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since uh, Freddy is wearing crutches, uh, Billy pushes him into a rewrite brush and distracts the, the rich Yeah, people. he's like, I can outrun him. You can't. You wait here until it dies down. Yeah. And then he starts like, catch me if you can. And then they, they follow him. He slips past Santa and he goes into a subway. It's just like, it's like a Salvation Army Santa. It's not a real Santa. <laughs> <laughs> it could, it Santa. could be Santa. I've watched so it many movies. Be. The one you don't think is Santa is always Santa, Ryan. Jesus. <laughs> Shazam probably met Santa. Santa's probably canon. Shazam, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm Santa sure. is definitely canon of the DC universe. So uh, Billy slips into the subway and then it gets electrified, sort of like the elevator from the very beginning. And he winds up inside of the ancient temple. And yeah. what's cool is when it gets electri- like electrified, it switches to like an old timey subway. Yeah, it's really, it, I like the design a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the the, the temple has like uh, skeletons of dragons on it. And then there's like a statue of a centaur. It looks crazy. And there's yeah. like a talking mirror and talking suit of armor. And Billy says, 
holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he gets pulled. Uh, he goes into the chamber that has, like, the seven deadly sins, like, the statues that illuminate when he touches it to show, like, who each of them are. He starts playing yeah. over it, and Shazam's like, that's not a f- the wizard, wizard Shazam shows up saying, it's not a fucking toy. Yeah. And, he tells him and meanwhile, gonna... meanwhile, while Billy's, like, looking through everything, the wizard does sense that Black Adam has awoke. Yeah, so the wizard Shazam is the guy who's the source of, like, all the Shazam powers. Yeah. And he himself yeah. is, uh, like, a failed old man. Yeah, and he's it, it, as soon as he sees Billy, he's like, my magic must be getting weaker if it brought me a child. And Billy starts arguing with him, and he's like, let's see if you're, like, worthy of the power. And so he asks, is this boy the mystical warrior I seek? Is this boy pure good? And I love the wizards. All his dialogue is like, I'm the last of the Council of Wizards and the Keeper of the Rock Eternity, the greatest magical fortress in all existence. And Billy's like, uh, you're just a weird, creepy old man. If you come try to touch me, I'll knock all your teeth out. <laughs> And so the wizard peers into Billy's mind to see if he's pure good. And it shows like all these things of like him stealing a car, him running away from his family, him being really rude to that woman, him telling Darla we're not family. The wizard then goes, why is my ma- the magic wasting my time with these flawed people? And they start to argue about whether or not pure good exists. Yeah, but he's like, I'm looking for a pure person. You're not a pure person. Billy's like, you think pure people exist? Is that, is that why you've been... Billy asks him, how long have you been looking for him? I bet a long-ass time, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, good people get swallowed up. They get taken advantage of. They disappear. Trust me, it doesn't matter how good you try to be. Everyone else is going to drag you down with them. You're searching for something that doesn't really exist. That's why you've never found it. And then, then the wizard's like, but you, you tried to be good? Yeah, do you have the embers of good inside you then? Is that it? Is that what I've been... Should have been looking for for centuries. This poor wizard's been on the wrong path a long time. <laughs> so he asks, does the boy have the embers? And then it shows all of the good things he does, like feeding the tiger. He's trying to get a girl out of a terrible home. Him beating up the bullies. And so the wizard goes, uh, you know, you do have potential. And it, I don't have a lot of time left. So say Shazam. I'll give you the power. Yeah, he's like, I'm Black Adam's awake. So I, th- I guess that's it. Yeah, time, this right? is the best I, I can do. We, we I wish a thousand years. And this is just this small fix that Johns puts in because it always be it used to always be every single time he says it he switches forms, which is a pretty bad weakness because then you can't <laughs> say your own damn name. Yeah. So here Billy says Shazam and nothing happens. He's like, "What's that supposed to do?" And he goes, "You must say it with purpose, with belief, with good intentions. Mm-hmm. You know, with thoughts of your parents and your family. Say it, and you will be transformed into your greatest potential. Say Shazam." So now he has to say it and like want to transform. Yeah. Otherwise, like so now he can actually say his own name. <laughs> Billy Batson and then he transforms <laughs> what, what they like is also they change this so now Billy is much more uh, magical like before he yeah. was pretty much just straight up Superman uh, powers um, yeah but he, but here he has like electricity flowing through him constantly yeah they also yeah. play up the, the electrical powers so it's, Billy it's says, cool it's like I, I found this like interesting take on the Superman thing because yeah. he can't even go near electrical stuff without it exploding because he's like he's living lightning yeah, yeah. That, I really like that too because there's like, we always talk about how, like, boring it is when you give everyone super strength and the ability to fly and super durability. And it's like, yeah. he has all these powers, too. But it also, like, it really pushes on the electrical stuff. Like, when he's just walking around, you'll see, like, lights go out or, like, lightning bouncing yeah, off Yeah, I, re- I really like that. Yeah, so then he says Shazam. He turns into, you know, Shazam. If you've seen any trailers, you know what his design is. Uh, this is also Gary Frank's the one who added the white hood. That was, he didn't have that before. He just had like a big yellow cape. I feel like that, I like the white hood too. It makes it seem a little more like esoteric and mystical rather than just like a cape. More like a sorcerer, yes. Yeah, exactly. Which, speaking of, like, apparently he can cast spells too, which I was like, oh, he's got to be very strong. So he's, yeah. Oh yeah! By the way, like Shazam can kick Superman's ass, like canonically wise. Really? Yeah. Well, Superman's weak to well, magic. Yeah, he's so. weak to magic. 
I knew that. Man, we sh- we got to do Kingdom Come one of these days. I, w- I was thinking, though, whether if Superman fought Billy, who would who would come out on top. And then I'm like, should Superman fight a 15-year-old, though? They always fucking cheat. They always have Superman win these fights, but it makes more fucking sense for Sam to win. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so he gets his powers, and he's just, like, smashing stuff. And he's like, stop. The wizard's like, stop. Stop wasting your yeah, powers. Yeah, don't waste your powers. And then he's like, uh, you must learn, you know, learn from them. Watch over them. Your family, as I should have. And he's like, do you know where my parents are? And he's like, family is what it can be, not what it should be. That is your secret spell, your ultimate power. Billy's and, like, that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. And also he's like, by the way, a guy's trying to kill you. And Billy's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> he's trying to release <laughs> like, the seven deadly sims and he's going to try and kill you. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, like, I don't want to, I don't want somebody trying to me after you. Like, too late, yes, you am. And then the wizard comes up. <laughs> yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi's away. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, he collapses and he teleports Billy back. And Billy appears in front of Freddy in Shazam form. And he's like, it really happened. And then Freddy's trying to run away and he grabs him and just picks him. He's like, look at me. It's me, Billy. And he looks into his eyes and he's like, no way. <laughs> so you get like this great dialogue of them just trying to like reason out what's happening. It's like, you met a wizard, a grumpy one. And he made you old? I'm not sure how old. And like Billy picks up the car, like the, the car that the he one was he's gonna... to jack before. Yep. The yeah. guy's car. And then like the alarm's going off and so he just slams it into the ground, destroys it. So when the guy comes <laughs> out, like he starts crying in front of his car. <laughs> and Billy and Freddy are like Billy picks up Freddy and runs away with him. And then this is where we get like him like zapping accidentally like a bunch of Christmas lights and blowing them up and yeah because they decide they're gonna find some normal clothes for him and then maybe buy beer because yep. like yeah. now he's a grown up yeah he's but an adult they, but they run into a, a woman getting mugged and Billy just fucking like stops him and the guy flies into a car flies through a car window and he's like <laughs> I I didn't mean to hit him so hard but and, the guy says ow so he's not dead yep yeah and later what, later Freddie's like he'll be okay and I'm like. No, he won't. Like, <laughs> he and, went through. A, he went through a car window like so fast. This is more. Like a, this is more like a comical tone. So yeah. 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 But the thing that I really love. Oh, I love this panel this is, so much. I laughed so, out loud actually. Yeah. This. So he he hits the guy, and then the woman goes, "Oh my god, who are you?" And he's like, "I'm I'm just some guy, an adult." <laughs> and then she's like, "How can I ever thank you?" Well, uh, and then. Yeah. She had Freddie's face on the side. <laughs> I am a little short on cash. And she's like, and she uh, gives him $20. She, she like squints. She's like, oh, okay. Like she's being robbed by this guy. And he walks away looking at this 20. Like it's the best thing he's ever seen. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I actually laughed when I saw this page. Yeah. And, he, and then with Freddie, it's like, she gave me 20 bucks. And Freddie's like, this is insane. This is the best. And he says, we're going to be rich. And Shazam does like uh, the, is that like the Shazam pose? <laughs> I, I mean, he's just, it's like a superhero, like. <laughs> Almost going down. It's like a bodybuilder type of pose. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We come back to uh, Black Adam for a bit uh, as uh, Doctor Savannah explains to him like this is the modern world. Like magic's gone pretty much. Like the old yeah, wizard. This be- is what we call a city, and he's like, I know what a city is. You fucking, and then like he- I could explain. I could destroy old man. Don't fucking test me. Yeah, he jumps down <laughs> with the old man. A car crashes into him, but he's like unfazed. And then Black Adam's like, this city is strange. He says, oh. oh, I love this scene so much. <laughs> it's such an interesting scene. He sees people protesting because they want, like, their pension. Because like, I guess they were laid off before Christmas. Yeah, yeah we, should, we should explain, though. Uh, the, the wizard uh, basically got rid of all the magic in the world just because he didn't want Black Adam to get it. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why that's why the modern world has no magic in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, Dr. Savannah's like, they're protesting. They're angry. The man they work for has stolen their livelihood. And he's like, ah. 
Black Adam says, Then the world has not changed as much as you believe, Savannah. Pharaohs still live off slaves. <laughs> yeah. Where is this man? And he says, I would assume up there. And Black Adam jumps up to the top building. Yeah, and then he breaks the window while this guy's arguing with the cops about that he wants them off the sidewalk. And they're like, you don't know him the sidewalk. But, the, but so, so this rich guy's just arguing with the cops. And this Black Adam comes in. He grabs the guy, just says, go by Pharaoh, and throws him off the building <laughs> to his death. <laughs> I yeah. love that, too. And he, like, splatters on the ground. And people start, like, screaming and running away. And Black Adam comes down and... In his language, he's like, slaves, you are free. <laughs> just <laughs> fleeing in terror. And then and then he's, I guess this is one of Black Adam's powers. He's like, their language, teach it to me, Savannah. And he grabs Savannah's head. Yeah, the and now he dome. speaks English. <laughs> yeah. That's magic. Uh, so yep. then he, he goes down to where the, he finds the Shazam wizard's uh, lair. Uh, yeah, underground. He's also shocked, by the way, that the, the people aren't worshiping him. They're like, yeah. Yeah. he's like, why are they fleeing in fear? I saved them. <laughs> Yeah, and this is where we learned that uh, Savannah's power, when Savannah using his power to see magic, also ages him, which it may, may, eventually makes him look like the old Dr. Savannah, which is like a frail old like uh, man. So mm-hmm. he starts out looking like Lex like Luthor, but looks more and more frail as the story goes on. Yeah, basically, Black Adam just reveals that you're utilizing magic, but your body is not enhanced to channel it. So you're basically like, you're using powers above your means, and it's killing you. Yep, and then Black Adam, like, he opens up a door to the Rock of Eternity, the place where the wizard is, but he can't get in. And then he sees that the wizard's, like, collapse. He says his light is dim, his body is still. So he must have given his power to a new champion, so he has to go bash that champion. Yeah, he has to go, He has to kill him and take his champion's spot. Yeah, and then we come back to just, like, Freddy holding up, like, this jacket that costs $10 to Billy, like, who's staring outside the store window in on him. And he's, like, giving him a thumbs up. He's like, yeah, good jacket. And then it's, like, it's super tight on him because Shazam's really ripped. Yeah. Yeah. We have 10 bucks left. What do we do? Food. While this is going on, then Black Adam goes and he picks up this fat, like he goes into this fat guy's house and it's revealed that the, um... Seven of these sins all were like disguised as regular people and they got their memories wiped by the wizard. Yeah. So this, this fat guy who's like ordering like a, dozen, like a bunch of pizzas. It's like that, it's like that classic kind of like comical, you know, like really over the top kind of eye rolly thing of like, yeah, this guy needs five pizzas. Yeah, and there's all like this food and on he, the floor. He won't even open, enter the door. He's like, yeah, he, like keys are under the door. Just let yourself in. But they don't really <laughs> keep this trend going because like later on when they meet Pride, it's just like some lady that works at a construction site. Yeah, and then yeah, immediately yeah. they pull her out and it's Pride. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like they, they have like the more monstrous colored forms that like uh, Black Adam pulls out of them. Yeah, so yeah. like the fact that the sloth looks like a fat, like a fat guy with a beard, but when he pulls out the demonic form, it looks kind of like uh, the Shadow King from uh, Legion TV show. Mm, yeah. Or a boomer from Left 4 Dead. Yeah, that's not a good example. Precisely. Or he looks like Sloth from Full Metal Alchemist. Or he looks like Sloth from this comic. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's like, the Seven Deadly Sins is like, why should I help you? I'm your sworn enemy. And he's like, well, Black Adam's like, you know what I want to do? I want to destroy the world so I can rebuild it and make it better because it's still bad. And so yeah. Sloth's like, ah, cool. Okay, I'm down with that. And, I, and then it cuts back to Billy and Freddy like eating at like like McDonald's or whatever. And Billy has eaten all the fries because when he's big, he's now bigger. So he's hungrier. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't help him. <laughs> yeah. So they wanted to rob an ATM using uh, his Shazam powers to electrocute the ATM. They, they don't want to. Well, do. No, first he wants him to like cast, say a magic word oh, for yeah, the ATM right. to yeah. give him money. And then because he's electric, he just zaps the ATM and starts shooting out money. 
like crazy. Yeah. And then while this is going on, people that in like mask are robbing the bank. It's Hotline Miami. Wait, somebody's like, oh, stop them robbing the well, bank. They... And Shazam is like, no, we're not. And they're like, oh, I mean, those guys are over there robbing the bank. What a coincidence. They're also robbing the bank. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. really, this is where I was like, my 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 typical, like, oh, what the fuck is wrong well, with no, this? No, but they mentioned, they I know. Mentioned and that that's one. why yeah. I love Jeff Johns for this because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the, he keeps running into people who are mugging other people or shooting yeah. up people or robbing banks. And I'm like, what kind of world is this? This is happening so often that you just stumble upon it. But then it's turned out that one of Shazam's powers is he just goes where there's need accidentally. Like, yeah, he senses where there's need and will naturally go towards people in need of help. Yeah. So he naturally just keeps running into all these robberies. <laughs> like, And I'm like, that's that's cool. That's yeah, cool it's like power. I like that there was that explanation too because I had the same experience with Phil where I'm like, this is a little too much violence for me to be like, this is a nice world. Or like, yeah, this is Philadelphia. Because it's like every page was the bank robbery. Then they go to like buy beer and this guy's robbing the cash register then they go outside they're like let's jack that car and they're like wait that guy's jacking the car <laughs> yeah and all these guys have guns too like i get jacking the car just turns around with the gun uh, oh this is also when billy finds out he's bulletproof because they shoot him and it doesn't hurt <laughs> jeff johns is arguing here that uh gun control laws in cities don't work look at this <laughs> look, look at look at philadelphia the gun-ridden city it is <laughs> so you pass by mirror and there's this is the like other the last character they have to introduce is francesca she's like the, the the mirror lady who t- she's telling him it's like uh black adam knows that you're the champion is gonna come kill you in case like you were having too much fun and, and, and when we say mirror lady she's like the mirror like extrudes uh, out into the form of a woman like the, gla- the surface of the yeah. mirror mm-hmm. and it breaks eventually when she stops talking to him mm-hmm. yeah and then he learns he can fly then him and freddie get into an argument about like freddie's like oh you know we've been gone like all night basically we should go back home because we have school tomorrow and he goes no you have school i'm like i'm an adult now i'm gonna stay like this i'm forever. an adult well he says like but you said you could change back he's like why would i ever want to mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be a kid again freddie ever and he's like well, what am i supposed to do that's up to you if you want to go back go back and this is when freddie's like i thought we were in this together like i thought i was your sidekick and he's like you can do whatever you want but i'm an adult why would i want to go back to being like a shitty orphan that nobody cares about. Freddy's like, now you're starting to sound like an adult. You're a condescending tool. And he walks away. And that's when Billy realizes, wait, Freddy? Because he's like, I'm the guy that always treated me like shit. Yeah. And he tries to find him. But instead, Black Adam appears with electricity radiating from him. He looks literally like Shazam, but with black and gold instead of yeah like, uh, like, that's what yeah. billy says your costume is like mine but black man that's way cooler one thing that sucks about uh fucking like the marvel formula is they always have the mirror dark mirror version of the main character uh you know by the end they always fight someone has the exact same powers yeah but black adam was originally cool because he was one of the few like dark mirror versions of the, of the of the hero and also it makes sense because they have like the same origin they're getting their powers from the same thing it's not like like yeah. when you have lots of flashes that happen to get hit by lightning <laughs> in the same place, like this actually makes sense. Wait, is that Professor Zoom's like origin too? Did he get hit by lightning and chemicals? Well, he did that on purpose because he was such a big Flash fan, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I find it lame that the Marvel, like the superior movies, I made this cliche. But back then, it used to be cool to have. Whoa, it's Black Adam. He's like Shazam, but Black. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Black Adam's one of the examples that still holds up like super well because like 
it it just it narratively really works in and this kind of world. And it's because of a conscious of Billy, because Billy like the more naive like optimistic. Yeah, I was gonna one. say this is actually the the really good contrast between them because usually like a guy having like an Iron Man versus another guy in an Iron Man suit isn't that interesting. But what's cool here is Billy's like a young kid that was just given his powers, whereas this yeah. guy's like a millennia old yeah. guy used to these powers. So there's a clear power disparity because they start yeah. to fight and like Billy can't fight black adam black adam just like backhands him through a tree and then like a store and while they're just like fighting you you get some cuts of savannah just collecting the rest of the seven sins yeah literally just pride and then the rest are like all together <laughs> yeah. and, and, and this, this is why the reason this is the reason, only reason why billy changed back into billy because uh when he chooses billy black adam is, can't tell it's him when he went to the crowd he's, he's yeah he's running bloodied like and he just turns into Billy so that he's like I can run away now. <laughs> yeah, and Black Adam's main motivation is he wants to kill Billy so that all of the wizard's power is his and his alone. Yeah, yeah but he, he does make a connection that this little kid that running in front of him is Shazam. So he's like, "Where are you?" Well, she stands right in front of him. Yeah, and then Black Adam starts looking for him by throwing cars up into the air and into buildings, just like lifting this is, them. This is my uh, my always complaint of every comic I've ever read, where I'm like, <laughs> "Why the fuck didn't Superman show up for this?" Like, he's destroying yeah. Philadelphia, just like he's he's not just like subtly doing it. He's going down major streets, just like killing everyone. Well, he's doing whatever was happening in Justice League that month, right? Fighting Despero or whatever. No, oh. he was bringing Lois. He was going to see Lois's parents and then they're having a fake wedding Darryl, subscribe to our patreon if you want to know what we're talking about also uh, it, really, it really wouldn't matter if Superman showed up because uh, literally black am so strong that they literally had an event called world war three which is a whole entire world all the superheroes in the world versus black adam black adam uh, for what it's worth superman was depowered during that oh, yeah, you're right. but, oh like God. supergirl like all the other ones were there and yeah. like none of them, like none we of them said really... they're weak to magic yeah none of them like even black none of the superheroes we even make a difference to black adam still the they could try Flash? Black Adam has super speed too. They should even show it as part of Billy's powers as well. Wait, super speed like Flash level? Though? Is like, everyone well, not like Flash level? But I guess Flash always breaks the fucking thing if you think about it too much. <laughs> yeah. can, who can beat the Flash? But... I, I I liked reading this story just as like an isolated story, not yeah. trying to think when about it. When I didn't think of it there's... as DC, I'm like, this is cool. Yeah, that there's a whole universe around it. Instead, you just look at it like, oh, it's a story about a boy that gets magic powers, and now there's this guy with magic powers. Yeah. So meanwhile, the the Rich guy is going to the Vasquez's house, and he's like, "Your kid smashed my car." And they're like, "He's a kid. He didn't." And he's like, "He brought the police. He's he's threatening them." And we see that like this is when Black Adam's smashing everything, and Freddy's talking to the other orphans. But he's talking to the tiger, and the, no, Freddy's talking to her. Yeah, Freddy's talking to the other orphans, and he's like, "If that if that guy in black's looking for Shazam," and they're like, "Who's Shazam?" And he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Billy's Shazam." And they're like, "We don't. This is all new information." <laughs> yeah. So he just tells all the other orphans. That, you know, that's who Billy is. He has, like, some pictures and videos and stuff that have gone, you know, that, like, are on the news. And they, all the kids find Billy talking to the tiger. Yep. Yeah. At the zoo. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing here? Why'd you bring the Goonies? And Darla's like, what are the Goonies? <laughs> and Darla's like, oh, I'm trying to see Shazam. Shazam. We're so excited. And Billy's like, you fucking Tom Freddy? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I can't be Shazam anymore. Like, I clearly, I can't fight this big boy. Yeah, the wizard, wizard messed up. He shouldn't have given the powers to me. I, I can't do this. Yep. The inversion of this trope that I like a lot is, you know, Black Adam's using, like, the standard trope of, I'll keep killing people until you show your face. And Billy has no intention of going until the kids are like, but you're not just a stupid kid. Like, you're a hero. You have to do it. And, like, I like that it's, he... It's actually, what's interesting is that Billy said, I'm only a kid, so I can't do it. And Darla responds, but you're not a stupid kid. As in, like, he knows the right thing to do. 
Yeah. And I, I like that, like, he wasn't just, like, licking his wounds until he's ready to fight him. Like, he was like, nope, I'm not a superhero. Yeah, I'm out of here. His quest here is, like, let's go back to the castle, give the powers to someone else. Yeah. And yep. they're like, okay, I guess. And we see the seven deadly sins here. They're like... They do look like seven deadly sins. Like yeah. They look like comic book monsters. Yeah, they do yeah. look like comic book monsters. So Billy goes into the subway. And uh, like from a person's iPad, that's when Francesca, the mirror lady, starts talking to them again. And she explains the like story of uh, what happened to him. To Black Adam. To Black uh, Adam. So- yeah, and uh, she says, like, Black Adam was a slave. There was a boy that had been, like, his mother and father were taken from him, and then he was put into the mines, and he was forced to work, but then his uncle came to save him. And, like, they're laying it on that, like, he has a similar origin than you. You know, there was this orphan slave boy, like, yeah. you know. And then they were teleported. And the uncle came to save him, and, the, yeah, and they got teleported, and uh, the uncle got hurt in the fight, and the magic that the boy takes channels through the uncle and they both because they're family the magic can pass through them well the first uh they give the power to the, the shazam and all the wizards who existed back then yeah. they give the power to the boy and the boy since he loves his uncle he gives shares the power of his uncle yeah yeah and billy's like oh that boy that boy must be black adam uh, uh i gotta go talk to black adam saying because uh, he's a kid he's a kid too deep down uh, this is when, this is great and yeah, I that, that he, he was like a foster like kid you know his parents were taken from him and that he knows the 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 ills of society so he can converse with them yeah he's like i'll just go talk to him and then as he's running these like glass is francesca saying like billy wait don't you gotta listen yeah, so, to me i didn't so tell you the story so he, th- he thinks that uh, black adam is like that kid and he's still a kid deep down basically yeah he's, he's i know i know why you're lashing out to hurt other people you want to hurt them before they can hurt you i know why you don't want to trust anyone because you've, you've always been taking advantage for it and i know why you're angry and then it's because you're scared and then he grabs him like by his mouth black and adam. goes you think i'm scared you don't know anything. Black Adam grabs him, and he Black Adam reveals a true origin story, which is after the, ne- the nephew sa- shares power of his uncle, the yeah. uncle fucking killed the nephew because <laughs> the nephew didn't want to kill all the people that enslaved them. He might he said, like, yeah. "I don't want to just bring a cycle." Let's of- bring peace w- with this power, and the uncle's like, "No, we need vengeance because they killed my wife. They killed my they killed my wife and children." Yeah, and they killed your parents. And, Which like, I was they like, have to I, I can kind of, I, I yeah, can see I'm like, guys. Point. And, and like, he, if someone kills says, your children, you're not going to be like, let's make peace. The fighting's over. It's like you're going to like succumb they, to that hatred. They even imply like, it, like the like what they did to my dear Sharuda is unspeakable. So it's like they at least torture. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It, like I, I think this twist is is expertly handled. And yeah. we talk about uh, we talk about the contrast between Black Adam and. Shazam, and it's like when when you're a kid, you want to be, you want to have Superman be like 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 the goalie Superman, where he's like realistic and naive, like as a, what you want to see him as a, as a kid, like like Billy is like you want you want superpowers to be used for, for like a superhero purposes, like a little child does. But Black Adam is like the dark gritty version where he's been made jaded and cynical from harsh life. And, yeah, it's and, if he gets superpowers, he's gonna go kill people that he believes are guilty of sins. But it shows like the difference between the the, the, the ide- idealistic youth that mm-hmm. that like super Superman represents versus like something like Man of Steel, which is more like a realistic. Black Adam is kind of like the more Man of Steel kind of hero, where it's more like how the world uh, changes you over time. Yeah, and th- and this gets like yeah, I guess it's like a kind of like a fight scene thing where the the other kids go to help Billy because he's being choked by Black Adam. They drive a car to him, and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "I'm just gonna kill these kids because you care about them." 
Yeah, now show the power of me, motherfucker, or else I kill these kids. And and, yeah. and the the seven that, sins are running around. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> this is when Billy like realizes the seven sins almost do like nothing. They have a weird thing because they go and they take the rich dad, and then they're like, let's turn him into a giant demon with like a pentagram on his chest. They said they want to have a, a main host, and they use the rich guy because the rich guy's so evil. He's got to be. They're, they literally yeah. are, like flying around and like, who's the most evil person in the city? Oh, him, <laughs> rich <laughs> man, <laughs> the richest and, person in the city. <laughs> and, and so Black Adam's I like, mean, Chandler, are they wrong though? <laughs> and so, so Black Adam's like, channel your power to me or else I like, kill these guys. And Billy's like, wait, I can do that? And Black Adam's like, yeah, like my fucking nephew to me. You channel your power to your family. And Billy's like, oh yeah. And he channels it to that. That's when Billy realizes he recalls the wizard's words about family is not. He doesn't recall. Francesca shows up and she repeats them to Oh, him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Family is who it can be, not who it should be. Right. Yeah, family is what it can be, not what it should be. And oh, he goes, yeah. oh, that's the secret. So he shazams the rest of his foster family and turns them into big boys and girls. I, yes. I, Okay, so when this happened, I, first of all, I was shocked. Second, I was like, I forget how much stuff you tell me that I just purge out of my memory or I suppress <laughs> into the back of my mind. Because you have told me before that little boy turns into big family of, of people <laughs> as the new Shazam. And I forgot about it until I saw his his brothers and sisters turn into super beings. And I was like, ah, this is the new Shazam. It's see, not just one little boy, big boy. See, I, I know from doing the narration for the YouTube thing that both Freddy and Mary got Shazam forms. So when I saw and this, to, I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. And to me, this is the core concept of Shazam that I think makes him such a, a great character because he gets superpowers like every, you know, like every other people. Some guy comes and gives him a bunch of superpowers, mm-hmm. and he is like one of the only heroes in comics that willingly chooses to share his power with other people. Mm-hmm. Where like, because every time he shares his power, he gets a little weaker, but he still opts to create himself a whole family. And like, he takes his handicapped friend and like his, you know, his sister and like all these different people, and he chooses to let them be superheroes too. Yeah, and I think that's like such like a. Really it's very unique. Thing. In retrospect, yeah. when we read some DC event in the past, these guys were all sitting on the couch together. Weren't it was they? Flashpoint. Like, yeah, they're, they're, oh, yeah, they're okay. Captain Thunder. So what's and, actually um... what's interesting about that is so it was always Mary, Freddie, and Billy. And in Flashpoint, Jeff Johns reimagined them as what if it was five kids? It was like a Captain Planet thing. And then when he rebooted Shazam right after that, he was like, "I'm gonna just keep that idea." <laughs> okay, because I, I, when I saw this, I was like. This is very familiar. I like yes. the idea, yeah. like where you stumble upon something you really enjoy, and you're like, "No, this, uh, no, I, sh- I should, this should be Shazam." And that that conceit here, that like that that like character moment of Billy choosing to share his power, is really really framed well here because he's like, "Look, I gave everyone their power," and Black Adam keeps saying, "No, it's my power. It should be only mine." And Billy's like, "No, I'm sharing it. It's get it. It's a thing." Yeah. I also like I also like uh, plot wise, it's a really clever way because the uh, whole time I'm wondering how the fuck can Billy transcribe. Uh, Yes, Black Adam because Black yeah. Adam has so much experience, but now he yeah, numbers them seven to one. They all just gang up on uh, yeah, Black they, Adam. they pile on him, and they all have like little extra powers. Like uh, Eugene, since he's a nerd, can control electronics, and Darla, because she's hyper, I guess, can be really she's fast. super fast. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, so they're all like different versions of what if I had lightning powers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's cool too because it, it really you know plays on the whole like what is family thing, which just seems to be the theme of the book is like. Can they be family even though they're not related by blood? Yeah. It's like, well, we have a bond and we can share the magic through that. Yep. Then we have the big super evil satanic rich man walking around as a demon shooting fire at stuff. So the Shazam family decides to fight him. Well, Billy goes to fight Black Adam yeah. himself. Yes. And there's a whole bunch of like superhero things like of like Mary slapping 
be yeah well, it's all just action well like i mean there is some moments of like they go and they stop and save a bunch of people and like we get montages of them like you know being heroic stuff like you said yeah and like talking to like all the people and then the best scene where they're at the <laughs> zoo and tony the tiger tries to help uh billy and he jumps on black adam's back and he's like fuck off and then he's like, wait. Yeah, Billy flashbacks to him saying, you're the closest thing family I got. His eyes chilled with lightning. And then... He turns him into Big Tiger. Yeah. And then I was thinking how cool it would be if you could do that to your pets. Well, and and the uh, and Black Adam, but Black Adam says, like, you have no knowledge of your magic. You've enchanted your animal avatar incorrectly. And I like that, like, oh, yeah, animal avatars and familiars and stuff is a real is thing in magic. Well, yeah. as real as anything in magic is. Yeah. yeah. And he's just given the power away so much that it's just, like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And they're always and all their power. Starts fading. Everyone starts fading, power starts fading from them as, as they're... Uh, losing, so Mary starts losing against the big demon guy. All the people trying to rescue the, the civilians start losing their power, and now Billy's losing his power against Black Adam. Yeah, so Billy Shazam's back into a regular boy, and he's like, "Hey, you know, you're just like, you're like the the tyrant that killed your parents. You're a big yeah. Bully. I'm a kid. Go ahead, kill me, kill a kid, and then you'll just be the biggest asshole in the world, just like the people yeah. you hate. Tell so yourself, yeah. you're, tell yourself, you're still a hero after you kill a kid. So he says, "Let's make it a fair fight. You Shazam back into a little." A man. He's a man. Little boy. <laughs> you should say I'm going to do a little man, and then we'll just fight mano a mano as if that's like more fair. So he does Shazam down, and then suddenly he starts like coughing, and he looks at himself like in a puddle, and he's like, "What? Like when? When did I get like so old? It's been centuries." And he starts rapidly aging so and, well, fast. He, he reveals. Billy points out that you haven't changed back since the moment you murdered your nephew, have you? And he's like seeing like an image of his nephew in a puddle. And he's like, that was centuries ago. And that's when he starts to rapidly age. Yeah. Yeah. And then he turns into dust. And then Billy shazams himself. And then... Something the are like, oh, she's Black Adam's let's get the fuck out of here. And they all leave the rich guy's body and fuck off. Yeah, he, de- he depowers from the demon as like the seven sins leave. And he just becomes a naked man now. Everyone, everyone laughs at him. Yeah. <laughs> And Shazam shows up, and everyone's like, look what he did to the school. And Shazam is like, uh, oops, sorry. Well, I guess no, they can't... say, look, it's the man who stopped the bank robbery, and the liquor store hold up. He made the monsters go away. But look, he did break the school, and he's like, oh, school's canceled. Yeah, and and everyone's like, yay. Cheer. He doesn't say so smug. He says, I guess school's canceled. And everyone's <laughs> like, yay. Yeah, and then it's Christmas, and Freddy asks Billy, it's like, so you're going to stick around so like everyone's opening their presents and stuff. And he's like, where else am I going to go? And then we're left with the final teaser of Dr. Savannah all like, wrinkly and old and shriveled he finds uh, the doorway into the rock of eternity he's still, he's still trying he's still at the doorway trying to get in there because now black am's gone so he's like i need to get into this doorway please like magic. yeah he's like i want magic please i just please someone give me magic black adam clearly failed him in that regard yeah. And a little caterpillar says that he, he's called Mr. Mind and they will be the best of friends, which I'm like, this is probably another like. Yes. When I saw this, I, I texted Ryan saying, uh, I can't believe they brought by Mr. Mind. He's fucking uh, talking caterpillar. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mind. Okay, listen, don't shit on Mr. Mind. You I know. Destroyed I know. The no, no, I know. Okay? Sly, Sly's like, this is great. <laughs> That's the way I was reading him saying that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Mind. He, <laughs> the talking like, caterpillar. Yeah, yes! instead of being a, a, a fun friend now, though, he he uh, is like a mind worm that infects yeah. people's brains and, yeah, and yeah. forces them to kill their loved ones while they can't, can't <laughs> yeah. do anything but cry as they watch. That's, yeah. that's what he does. That's the thing. <laughs> okay, it's awesome. <laughs> so, okay. So, that was Shazam. And, like, based, I haven't seen the movie yet. I think I'm going this weekend. But Is it out? The, yeah, it just came out. Yeah, it came, it came out like alongside Captain Marvel, which is the funniest thing. Yeah, it came out alongside Captain Marvel in 
Toronto, uh, Canada, I think. I, I think it's April April fifth. It comes out in America. So it looks like it's like a direct adaptation of this. Except yep. I don't think Black Adam's in it. But nobody tell me. But whatever. I, I uh, bet he's in it. Black Adam was cast as The Rock, by the way, when back when that was uh, first announced. But really? that was like years ago. <laughs> yeah, who, know, who knows? That's oh, still that, true. That's but such true. a good pick. It is yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So nobody tell me. But what do you guys think? Would you read more of Jeff Johns' Shazam? Phil? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. Daryl? So I'd read more. I have a couple caveats for this book. The first thing I'm going to say is I was completely wrong. I did not think I would like Shazam. I thought Little Boy into Big Boy is a dumb concept. Same, same. And as I was reading this, I'm like, this is how it works. This is why people are excited about this idea. I think my problem is I was too much thinking of Big Boy as Superman rather than whenever Billy turns into Shazam, he turns into just a big version of himself. So he's still a kid at heart, which makes the character a lot more endearing and appealing than just like, I turned into a superhero. Now I'm going to go do superhero things and say, it's like, well, it's like the Captain Marvel literally became a different person. It wasn't like him. It was like, he would switch places. Whereas this, it's just him still. Uh, For the record, it was like a different person until like the eighties when they were like, what if it's with Billy's personality? And everyone was like, yeah, that makes way more sense. Do that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. That that's what I was kind of like thinking, and I figured it. <laughs> and they do some really interesting stuff with that. Yeah, one, one thing, I, one thing I love, uh, Guy Gardner and Billy were on, a, were on the same team once. <laughs> and Billy, had, Billy, Billy had to quit the team because Guy Gardner kept making fun of him. Billy couldn't handle it. <laughs> they kept, he kept calling him white bread, and he said, "You're so sweet. You're giving me diabetes. You fucking loser." Which wow. Is awesome. And, and uh, like, just one awesome. thing, Billy, I really like Billy on teams because, like, in Johnson's JSA. There's Billy is like really flirty with the like teenage girl on the team, and the rest of the team is like that's that's really weird because they don't know he's a little boy, oh. and they're like that's you. Oh my what God. is wrong with like you? <laughs> yeah, no, they're like this isn't good. Why is this like this? And yeah. then he like he's like no, I'm a little kid, and they're like oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was my first thing. Is I I really enjoyed this way more than I thought I was going to, and I think this is great. And it's like a recommended read for anyone that's possibly interesting. There's like two points in the story where I was like, oh, I just wish this was a little bit different. First thing is I wish there weren't the seven sins because I felt like they just took up I do, yeah, I agree that unneeded space me. and the yeah, whole story. You're just like Black Adam and the Billy stuff. Like the parallels are really interesting, and then you have like like a fat guy just being fat, yeah. and being a sloth. I, th- I think. Well, this is something Jeff Johns does in his runs a lot too. He sets up for later story arcs and also potentially even arcs for other writers. Like uh, Ryan said, one of his favorite reboots was like for like a, a character from the Green Lantern seventies about a guy who makes like tiny miniature versions of people or something like that. Mm-hmm. What was it, Ryan? What are you talking about? He said there's like there's like a, there's like a villain. <laughs> You said it's your favorite reboot of any villain ever. It's like a one panel. That he makes miniature versions of himself? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. That's the whole thing with Evil Star. It's a really cool idea. It's all these, like, gremlins. And I don't know. I can't <laughs> yeah, but, get to that but, right like, now. It's only, it's only shows up for one panel in uh, Jeff Johns' uh, Green Lantern run. But Jeff John never does anything with the idea. But, like, he sets it up for other writers to do something with that character if they wanted to, basically. Like, yeah. He does that a lot. So that, I feel like that's yeah. what he's doing here. That's why I realized it's, like, that's, like, the... Because I was thinking, like, just as this is a comic that has to continue on after this. It's, like, naturally that's why they're there is to be, like, hey, here's what we're like. Here's our designs. And then we fly away at the end so you can use this in any way you want. But, like, it's yeah. a standalone story just between Billy 
and Black Adam, it's so much more interesting. And then you have like these distractions on the side. And yeah. one thing too, a lot of a lot of fans like it was Jeff Johns kept saying like I'm writing a Shazam book really soon, and just like editorial, there were all these like other relaunches and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And he like has a big job at Warner Brothers now. He's like a chief creative officer, so like he was supposed to pick up right away. And it just kept not happening. He only just launched it a couple months ago. And this book is from what? Like 2013 or something like that? 2014 mm. maybe? Oh, that's recent. Actually, no. Probably earlier. But and whatever. That's not probably, they probably going to let Jeff Johns back onto the book just because the movie's coming out too, by the way. Yeah. So like it was, he was supposed to, I'm pretty sure this was originally going to kick into an ongoing and it just didn't happen yet. So like, I'm sure that now that he has the book again, we're going to start seeing some of these ideas come into play. Who knows? I hope so, because it's great. So, the other thing is, like, I wish the Seven Sins weren't there, and it'll also help with the the Black Adam fight itself, because I like the idea that Billy can't beat him himself, so he needed the rest of the family to help fight him. Because it's weird, because they fight him for a little bit, then they all fly away to fight the rich man. Yeah. It's because if his power is getting divided, it's they still shouldn't be able to beat him, really. Yeah, they, they probably wouldn't be able to but beat him. But I still like, like the idea of, like, five people being able to, like, five inexperienced people possibly. And even then, like, I'm still cool with it turning into that they can't beat him even after that, and then he has uh, yeah, to. yeah, but they don't try enough, really. And yeah. also, like, if his, it, just because his strength's divided doesn't mean there's not advantages to, like, flanking people and yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but imagine, like, five, five, like, like, five-year-olds trying to beat your ass. It's like, <laughs> they would yeah. kick the shit out of you. Well, they, they, they all have the same powers as you. It's like five-year-olds with guns, but are untrained i guess no yeah. it's they're not because they're getting off they're like aren't they have don't they each have like a fifth of his strength because there's, there's i don't i don't know i don't think it's it. even i don't think it's phil it's magic i don't know it's magic, <laughs> magic. you don't gotta explain shit so I, i'm cool with it like even though they all didn't fight together and it was just billy at the very end just fighting him the fact that he had to be like power down to, and like unshazam and then that's how he gets him is that he turns into a man and then he ages really fast. But it didn't even establish that while you're Shazam, time passes for your regular body too. So that when you un-Shazam, like yeah. you get old, like it could have just been like a one sentence seed in somewhere, like mm. maybe to the wizard where he's like, make sure not to be Shazammed all the time because your regular body will age as well. Mm. Yeah. And that could have played more into the drama of like, I'm going to stay like this forever. I don't care if I age because yeah. I don't, I don't want to be Billy anymore. Yeah. But I think the concept makes enough sense when you see it that uh, you can question it after, but I think when you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, he's, he's probably really old by now. Like, sure. It's not like I'm like, that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. All, I just, I, I, it like had such a natural setup that John's didn't go for. That's fair. That's fair. But other than that, like, I really, really enjoyed the story. Cool. Sly, you liked it? Yes. I, well, I know you did. <laughs> my least favorite part was that uh, it's supposed to be like Egypt with pharaohs, but they found the ruins in North Baghdad, which is Mesopotamia. So it's like, what is this? You know? <laughs> it's not Mesopotamia. It's made of countries. It fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I hope you guys liked what might be the last Captain Marvel episode. Probably it's not, not. It's not. We're going to be probably doing some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I do want to mention, we mentioned the Patreon earlier. It's a new month, so there's a new Patreon bonus. We talked about some... Lois Lane stuff, which was a uh, recommendation from one of our backers. And I would also like to just give a sneak peek at next episode, because if you're a patron, we take recommendations on things we want to do. And we are doing a patron recommendation, and we will be covering the first volume of an indie book called Kaiju Max that I highly recommend. Everyone should read it. And if you have a book you want us to cover, go to patreon.com slash flying machine and give us money and then we'll listen to you. That's the way the world works. We're just like Mr. Briar here. We're just like the evil rich <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're the lobbying industry. No, our patrons are the lobbying industry. We're the government. Yes, yes. You can also get in touch with us in our Discord and our Facebook group, Oops, I Talk, to- Oops, I Talk Divisive Issues. 
And you could email us at deviceofissues at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at deviceofissues. And also check out the rest of the network. I want to mention the Flying Machine content channel, the like flagship show, because one of our old, old hosts from when we first joined the network, who no longer has a podcast, JB, he has a new album out and he sat down with Malcolm and talked about his writing process and gave like some previews to songs. And it was like a really, really great episode. I really recommend it. So check that out and all the other shows at flyingmachine.network. You guys cool. have anything to... Oh, Sly, do you want to plug the new episode of DM It All? Oh, yeah. DM It All is back after a brief hiatus. Wow. Um, where we just covered the original edition of D&D, the very first one. If you want to find out how different D&D concepts like levels and classes all came into fruition, go listen to that episode. And that's youtube.com slash DM It All now, right? Got yes, a fancy, yeah. fancy link? <laughs> Finally, we got our own URL. We got it, guys. <laughs> we did it. So thank you guys for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been a garbage can that's actually a reference to the 40s. I'm an adult. <laughs> I've been the most evil man in the city. And I've been a little boy hoping one day he'll turn into a big boy. Stay in continuity. Wait, I am a big boy. Oh, no, what happened? <laughs> He ages immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I give you the incredible flying